Well, one word has been popping up increasingly when companies report results, when central banks announce on interest rates and over dinner tables around the world. The word geopolitics has been used over 12,000 times in 2023 in company results, political speeches and other reports last year. And it's clearly more than a conversation now. It's really a lived experience for many around the world. Now, with the Russia-Ukraine war still rumbling on and widening conflict in the Middle East capturing the news headlines. One wonders how this will affect the prices on the market and also some of the commodity prices. We saw what happened with the Russia-Ukraine war, the push on coal and also the push on gas, but also something that really affected South Africans, that increase in the oil price. Let's talk now on the effects of geopolitics with uh, Julian Grieve, the co-head of Resources Sector Solutions at RMB. Not just a buzzword for 2023, but a real risk for many economies around the world, uh, Julian. I think that um, what's, what's interesting to us at the moment is how little of that geopolitical risk is priced into the commodity markets. And if you think about 2022, when Russia invaded Ukraine, you had an oil price that spiked over $100 a barrel, and now we're sitting at 80 and arguably, there's more conflict in the world. I mean, that the Middle Eastern conflict, the fact that you've got Pakistan and Iran trading blows, and these are two nuclear powers. Um, there's a lot of capacity for scary things to happen, and yet the markets are quite muted overall. I think the only place where you're really seeing things shine is in the perennial safe haven of old. And let's talk about that uh, safe haven. Of course, a lot, when, when you see a lot of cautious trade on the market, uh, when you see a lot of muted trade on the market, you often see the price of gold going up, and uh, that's showing it as a safe haven, especially during times of unrest and uncertainty. Uh, is that sustainable, though, for many of the economies that have come out of uh, the COVID era trying to uh, rebound? Well, I think... It's similar to, to what you're seeing in the markets themselves in that you're having some economies faring much better than others, right? So everyone's been surprised and upside by the U.S. and how resilient they've been. And certainly they had a, a lot more tools in their toolbox to protect people coming out of COVID. And Europe certainly also protected its people, whereas in the developing world, you just didn't have governments who could support people like that. So it's really kind of the tale of two halves and I guess the, the global south has, has suffered in the comeback and is certainly struggling in a lot of places. The recent dip in commodity prices for a lot of Africa which is a net commodity exporter is going to hurt that too. So you know, I think it's a difficult times to come. There's a lot of benefit in the gold price and where it is. It's certainly we produce on this continent a fair amount of gold. Unfortunately South Africa misses out on a little bit of that because we've had a declining production trend. And um, we're seeing a lot of pressure from the other commodity prices, and particularly platinum metals. And off the corner of our eyes, uh, uranium also uh, rising in terms of prices. What does uh, geopolitical tensions and unrest have to do with that particular uh, resource? Yeah, I think that one's possibly removed from, from the geopolitics in that the, there are a bunch of countries, and particularly China, who ignored a lot of the noise about nuclear that prevailed post-Fukushima, and where you had a lot of the West going anti-nuclear, they just continued on their build. And with that expansion in capacity, there haven't been a lot of mines that have been developed in the same time frame. So you've got these supply chain constraints now happening. And increasingly, people are seeing nuclear as almost an essential ingredient in a green transition. And if we want to get to net zero, nuclear is one of those amazing candidates for baseload power that is on all the time. 
And one of those commodities that affects definitely a lot of South Africans' pockets of, and plays on our inflation and uh, the petrol prices I was talking on earlier is the oil price and uh, these geopolitical tensions. Uh, we've seen what happened uh, with the Russia-Ukraine war and what that meant for the price of oil. It then went down. Uh, of course, OPEC tried to drive it up last year, but I don't think they'll have to do much of that with uh, what's happening currently, uh, playing itself out in politics in terms of geopolitics. How will that affect... Uh, the price of petrol and also our economy going into this year? Look, I think what we should expect is, is surprises in the oil market. Because of that in the Middle East and the ability for things to spill over, um, oil is not a happy space for a lot of the Middle East. The Saudis probably don't want the price where it is now. They could see that higher you know, OPEC cut production to try and support the market. Um, so there's certainly some players in the market who want to see that increase, and that's going to South Africans' pockets. You know, we're not an oil producer, so we definitely see that coming through in the petrol price in that case, gauge through the economy. Uh, personally, I think that there's more risk to the upside in the oil market than in the downside for the rest of this year. We've heard a lot of central banks talking about headwinds uh, and they're wanting to wait and see before they could cut on interest rates. And some of these risks are geopolitical in their nature, especially this year. Uh, will you see a more cautious uh, note coming out of the world's central banks in terms of cutting interest rates, not only because of where inflation is currently, but also because of geopolitics? Yeah, I think that they are, are cautious because they're not sure that we're out of the woods on the inflation front yet. And there are different inflation mandates on different central banks. You know, For example, the U.S. also has an employment uh, mandate. So they'll be keeping an eye on multiple factors, whereas at home we're a little bit more disciplined in our inflation targeting. So yeah, I think a, a cautious approach from central bank governors makes a lot of sense, and cutting too fast has its risks. Um, but a lot of the historical behavior from central banks is they, they will keep on hiking rates until something breaks, and we haven't seen something break just yet. Earlier on, you mentioned that uh, the uh, geopolitical unrest has not been priced in by the market. What is the particular risk of not doing that? Well, I think that you, you run the risk of uh, having this kind of lower than expected or lower than necessary prices, so that the you get lulled into a false sense of security around this being a sustainable level, and then one of these events materializes, and then you have a jump in the price. And then you'll find a lot of consumers of particularly energy being caught wrong-footed because they quickly see an adjustment in their cost base, and they haven't had time to, to react or to plan. And what do you do as an investor then looking into the market if you are playing in commodities? Uh, are you somebody that's sitting on their hands and waiting for, for more, a more settled situation when it comes to geopolitics? Or do you hedge your bets uh, on uh, things working out later in the year? I think later in the year is always uh, increasing your forecast risk. But to, to stay out of the market is not necessarily such a painful thing right now because interest rates are high. So you've got a good incentive not to be taking that risk right now as you get paid a decent yield on your cash. Um, so that's not necessarily a bad option. You can play a bit of a wait-and-see game. But there are certainly potential rewards for those who, who make some bold decisions right now. And I think that, that with the potential for supply disruptions, there could be some upside risk on those. Choose the kind of right names, companies that are well positioned, who have uh, flexibility in their balance sheets. Then those are good ones to target. And I was in a conference earlier on uh, this month and saying that 
death is a little bit like Botox and a little bit can make you look <laughs> good, but too much of it can kill you. All right, that was Julian Grieve, co-head of Resources and Sector Solutions at RMB, looking at the geopolitical unrest we're seeing in the world uh, um, this year and likely a risk on that on the world economy. Things aren't as uh, settled as we would have hoped uh, coming out of 2023.